You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome to the Earth Station MCU Podcast, your home for all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, The Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, and so much more. Visit us at our Facebook group, Earth Station MCU, at earthstationmcu.wordpress.com, or email us at earthstationmcu at gmail.com. Universe, and welcome back to another episode of Earth Station MCU. My name is Jennifer Hartzorn, and we are so glad to be back after our long summer hiatus. But we are super excited because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is back. We've got some Luke Cage coming on. We've got Doctor Strange coming out soon. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So without further ado, I would like to welcome back my fantastic co-host, Mr. John Raven. I'm back from the future. Indeed. We gotta do something about your kids. No, wait, hold on. <laughs> different future, different future. Yes. Um, so, uh, so I know that one of the many things that has happened in the interim is uh, we had Dragon Con, which unfortunately I had to miss. But you had some awesome cosplay stuff going on. You want to tell us about uh, that? Yeah, I did. I, I did some. Uh, I, I made some changes to uh, my Vision costume this year. Um, you know, my friend Lee, who made the the mega awesome mask for me last year, mm-hmm. um, since it was a little big, I decided to make my own little headpiece out of Warball, which ended up working out really well. And uh, I think it got that got a good review. And we did our our Agents of Shield shoot again for the second year in a row uh-huh. that went gangbusters, and we had a I think a great turnout from that. Um. And I'm trying to. I mean, we we just we had a great time, especially with the Marvel shoot um, on Sunday after afternoon. So many people turned out for it. So many MCU costumes. Uh-huh. Um, Your you know, Jarvis and the Flamingos one was was very impressive. Yeah, and I love the um, when we when we got together for the Agent Carter shoot, and there was this little toddler Captain America. <gasps> oh. it's Reaching out for it, and I'm like, okay, you want to see it? And he grabs it, and he runs off. <laughs> like, okay, it's yours now. <laughs> and his mother eventually got back from for me, which um, led to a full scale meltdown. Oh, <laughs> poor pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of really, really cool cosplay going on. But yeah, I saw that you guys were were a lot of lot of cool pictures all over the net after that. So that was pretty awesome. Uh, just about every variation of Agent Carter you can imagine, even the um, even the the Captain Carter from the from the mobile phone games. Oh wow, cool! So we had that. And I expect next year, now that she's part of the Avengers Academy game, that we're going to see costumes for that. Cool. Um, I even before Dragon Con, I was getting told I needed to do uh, Coulson from that game. Uh-huh. So that's probably going to happen at some point. Awesome, and uh, yeah. you had uh, you, you got to do a uh, a Coulson uh, shot with a special guest star as well. 
I did. Uh, Brett Dalton was there. Brett is uh, Brett is probably one of the nicest people you're ever going to meet, which I think is par for the course for any actor who plays a villain. Uh-huh. They're all super nice. They'll do whatever you ask of them well, within reason. <laughs> right. Um, and I went up to him, and I was a little concerned about asking this because God knows he's admittedly a very pretty man, and God knows what, what female <laughs> fans ask him to do. Right. So I, you know, I wanted to put my my hand, my robot hand on the chest, right. but not in like a weird, like I'm trying to rape <laughs> right. you sort of. Thing. Yeah, not not in a uh, not not in a Peggy and uh, Captain America after he gets uh, transformed kind of way. Yeah. So I told him what I wanted to do, and his response to that was, "I don't know, man, bringing back some bad memories." <laughs> And then the whole time I'm trying to do like a serious I'm gonna kill you face right. for it, and he's making like death noises, right, and pulling these like, these crazy uh, faces, uh, yeah. And I'm crack, <laughs> it's cracking me up. So the like the photos didn't come out like I wanted. Like I look like I'm happily killing him, right? Ex- but but he has such a goofy look on his face that it just looks like you're both having fun with it. So it I, was. I think it. It came out great, so. Uh, you know, and uh, that's another thing is I have yet to meet um, somebody from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. who is not just one a really nice person. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, I've met I've met him and uh, and BJ and um, and uh, Ming Na mm-hmm. and um, I I'm blanking on the actor's name who plays Deathlock. J. August Richards. Yeah, yes. and him, and he, they are have all been just the nicest people and great with the fans. Awesome. That is super cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, we've got lots and lots of uh, casting news and, and information on stuff coming up. Um, there was a, a neat article that came out just recently about uh, Benedict Cumberbatch almost not getting Doctor Strange, partly yeah, because that's... of, of uh, scheduling conflicts. Right, and that's why they ultimately decided to move the movie to November uh, after going through, um, was it Joaquin Phoenix, right. Jared Leto, and uh, Ryan Gosling? Yeah, and Joaquin Phoenix? And I guess they all must have, must have turned it down? Um, I, I don't know. Joaquin Phoenix, I think, would have been a really cool choice. Yeah, he would have been good. Jared Leto, not so much. I just part part of that Jared is Jared Leto creeps me out on so many levels. Exactly, exactly, and I just I can't I I, I can't see him and Benedict Cumberbatch ever being up for the same part. But um, but yeah, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix would have been a cool one. Yeah, um, Jared Leto's personal issues aside, and some of the things that he's been accused of, um, just a. The really strange behavior from him on Suicide Squad of sending gifts of bullets to Will Smith and Dan Animals and strange notes to Margot Robbie. Yeah. Uh, I'm concerned with the interview with the vampire that he might actually try to bite his co-stars in order to get into the role. Yeah, yeah. And an interview with the vampire is is a a property that is very near and dear to my heart. So I'm I'm. I'm not looking forward to that, but but for me, just just the idea of of him being up for the same kind of part as as, as Benedict Cumberbatch is just bizarre. Yeah. But but I think I, as always, I think Marvel made the right choice in in who they got. Yeah, and I'm glad that uh, things were able to work out. And you know, it would have been kind of strange, I think, for us to have two movies in the summer. So it's kind of nice that we got the one at the beginning of the summer. And now we're getting one closer towards Christmas. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
yeah, I think that's 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 very cool. Plus, if it had come out late summer, it would have been up against Suicide Squad and and other things. Which, incidentally, uh, far yeah. be it for me to give uh, give props to a DC movie, but um, but it's it's done crazy good at the box office. Um, and you know, I saw it, and I actually saw it for free. I had a, a coupon through T-Mobile, and it was it was good. Um, it wasn't everything I wanted it to be, and I think Jared Leto was probably the weakest link in the film. Yeah, I, I saw it as well, and uh, I thought that, to, to me, it it struck me as, uh, you know, I, I do tabletop gaming, and it seemed like like the kind of adventure you do when, when the GM doesn't have time to plan and just comes up with something on the fly, you know? It's like, uh, you know, it just, it the, 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 the villains just, were uh... not particularly compelling. Oh, well, I was going to say, because the whole point of the Suicide Squad um, story is that crap goes wrong rather fast. Right, right, exactly. Um, but anyway, back to uh, back to MCU. Um, I think it's, uh, it's pretty cool that, um, of course, uh, Disney um, owns Marvel, but there are a lot of... Um, a lot of uh, weirdness things between... Because um, you've got Universal Orlando... That has uh, mm-hmm. the rights to some characters and things like that, but yeah, which, um, it's ty- which is typically why um, you don't see Disney or Marvel characters at Disney World. Right. They can do them at Disneyland, but not Disney World. Right, because um, because uh, Universal Orlando is just down the block, basically. But um, it sounds right. like they uh, they have found some kind of a loophole because they uh, have uh, posted auditions for. Uh, uh, Doctor Strange lookalikes for um, on the uh, Disney Orlando uh, website. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping. So guys, if you look like Benedict Cumberbatch at all, and you live in Orlando, you might want to try out for it. If if you look like Benedict Cumberbatch, then then you need to call me. Is is really <laughs> But anyway. Uh, makes me think of the the chocolate Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm not really sure you can pay them. Well, there's that. There there is that. Uh, that's that's very true. But I, I thought that was pretty cool that they were getting to do a uh, a a live uh, Doctor Strange thing at the park. So that was pretty cool. I'll definitely have to go back whenever he starts showing up. Definitely, absolutely. Um, another bit of interesting casting, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok is. Uh, is underway and for some reason i thought they were they were close to to wrapping that weren't they i i don't know i mean i think they're still ongoing but it seems strange like between them and um and spider-man homecoming yeah uh, which has wrapped um all the people who kind of get announced as cast casting while filming is going on right and uh of course the the big ish news uh recently on ragnarok is uh sam neill being cast and i i mean i think it's great i think it's it's fun that he and jeff goldblum are both going to be in a a marvel movie together but i i mean i don't at this point i guess we don't know enough about um the the specifics of the plot to know who he might be playing but um, i mean we don't even know if him and jeff goldblum are going to have screen time together true very true um, but uh, but he's he's a he's a favorite actor of mine going way back. So uh, even yeah, even and, even aside from Jurassic Park, so yeah, and you know it touches on one of those interesting things that we're seeing such big actors now uh, in the MCU taking kind of pretty well you know I won't, don't want to say small roles because yeah. you know, 
the saying goes, there's no such thing as small parts. But still, um, I mean, you know, people like like uh, Carl Urban and stuff. Yeah, or, um, you know, we get Sylvester Stallone in a role that we don't even know what he's going to be yet. Right, right, absolutely. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a big name and, and it's, it's a little, I mean, not that Sam Neill's a huge name, but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it's, it's becoming like, is it, is it that it reminds me of, you know, people that have said they want to be on Doctor Who because they're, you know, their, their granddaughter thinks it would be cool or something like that. But, um, yeah. But anywho, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Interesting to see what uh, what he ends up uh, being in that as well. Um, Definitely. So uh, one thing that uh, another thing that was interesting, um, the Russos did a an interview where they were talking about um, uh, the lack of death in in uh, civil war of course a lot of people were mm-hmm. considering you know were, were were assuming that captain america was going to die in this one because he does in the comic but um it sounds yeah. like they never really considered doing that yeah and of course in the trailer you know especially once we see Rhodey get shot right you know that was the assumption was that Rhodey was gonna die right but um, it certainly seems like it was more the Russos' intention that they felt the the fracturing of the Avengers was enough of a tragedy, right? Um, that you know we don't have to kill anybody, right? Because uh, even as as you point out in the uh, in the Civil War comic in the original one, uh, Cap dies. Mm-hmm. We also get um, a character named Black Goliath. He dies, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a, a turning point in the comics. Is uh, Black Goliath's death results in you know, kind of a, an event horizon. We, we've gone too far. We can't come back. And now right. this is the cost of our conflict with each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and especially when you look at the, the two previous team up movies, uh, under, uh, Joss Whedon's watch. Um, of course we had, uh, had two very, uh, prominent and unpopular deaths. Although I know I've heard that, uh, that, that Joss Whedon didn't want to c- kill Coulson, right? Yeah, that was actually Kevin Feige's idea. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you watch Avengers with, uh, Whedon's commentary, he talks about that and he says, you know, they're going to blame me. Right. Right, and everyone did because he has a, a reputation for killing characters that people love, and of yes. course, then in the next one we had. I mean, fortunately, <laughs> fortunately for us, Tahiti is a magical place. Indeed, indeed, Tahiti sucks, but um, <laughs> but then we also had Quicksilver's death as well. So yeah. um so after it, you know, kind of blindsiding us, making it look like Hawkeye was going to die. Right, exactly. That that was a a, a very effective fake out. But um, it seems so. And you know, he'd done. Uh, Whedon had done alternate endings: one mm-hmm. where you know, Quicksilver lives, and one where he dies. Mm-hmm. And he showed them both to the direct, or he showed the death to the directors. Just or the, I'm sorry, the producers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just in case they they vetoed it and they mm-hmm. went through with it. So it's really not Joss Whedon that's killing anyone. Right. It's it's uh, it's Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. I know, but uh, but but it still it still is is ironic in a way and and funny that uh, that in the the one movie where you really expect that there are going to be deaths, there mm-hmm. aren't any. Um, especially after what we'd sort of been set up to believe. But, I'm glad though. I mean. I feel like the Russos aren't going to do that to us now. Yeah, 
Yeah, but I hope not. Well, Infinity War. I'm. I, I will be very, very, very shocked indeed if we don't have any. Uh, any deaths in that but but the good thing is it's comic books and in comic books anybody can come back so yeah so we shall see with that so we've got a, a number of things coming up um of course in addition to dr strange coming out uh we've got uh a netflix co- series coming out next friday yep sweet christmas mother it's new <laughs> cage it's coming to bust down some doors Indeed, indeed. So, what do we what do we know about this? I mean, you know, with uh, with something like Daredevil, we knew who the bad guys were going to be. We knew mm-hmm. Elektra was coming back. Um, you know, we I, I think we know that um, uh, that Claire's making another appearance, of course, because right. she's got a relationship with him. Um, what else do we know going into this? I mean, from uh, what Mike Coulter said in an interview, this mm-hmm. is actually is taking place. Um, after Jessica Jones, but before Daredevil season two. Okay. So you know, Punisher hasn't shown up. Elektra hasn't shown up. Mm-hmm. Um, everything going on in Hell's Kitchen, like Luke knows n- knows nothing of that. Right. Uh, of course, we saw his ending with Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. that he basically was compromised in his attempt to hide out. Right. Um, so he's moved now to Harlem, mm-hmm. and he's trying to live a quiet life, and he kind of gets drawn to superheroics again. Mm-hmm. Um, his main villains for this, um, one is going to be a um, kind of a, a local gangster who goes by the nickname Cottonmouth. Okay. Yeah, who's a little more kind of like physically intimidating in in the comics. He's got kind of the sharp fangs. And I think his, I think his, he was a member of the Serpent Society at one point mm-hmm. in the comics. Um, the other one is Black Maria, okay. or Mariah, Black Mariah, and uh, she is also kind of a, a criminal underworld figure in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but she seems to be taking kind of a more legit path, or kind of that of a of a crooked politician. Okay. Because uh, she has a connection to uh, Cottonmouth. And I think we had a pretty high-profile casting for that, right? Yeah, it's Alfred Woodard, who yeah. you might remember showed up for, in uh, Civil War this summer. But presumably not as the same character, I'm assuming. I'm assuming, much like, you know, we're getting Jim Morita in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, and... but but I, I, I don't know. I, I There's certainly the rumor that the, he's playing a descendant of his, of his other character. Because and it's certainly a very possible. Because it's, it's also headcanon that uh, Inver... Uh, Gokaj, I, again, I can't pronounce his name. Um, feel, if you listen to this, feel free to uh, to let me know on our page how he pronounces it. Um, and he plays, of course, uh, Sousa in uh, Agent Carter, and mm-hmm. then he showed up as a cop in in Avengers. Right, right. And the you know the head canon is that is Sousa's grandson. Right, right, exactly. So that would be pretty cool. So yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of exciting stuff coming up with Luke Cage. Um, I don't know when I'm gonna fit in time to watch it because I have so much stuff going on right now. But uh, but I'm sure it'll happen because uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, we've also had some interesting rumors. I don't know how much credence I really put in them, but uh, yeah. they certainly would be would be fun. Um, I guess one of the, the I guess of the two, the one that is is at least rumored to be more uh, in the the closer future is the possibility of Punisher coming on Agents of Shield. Yeah, um, apparently Jeff Loeb had um, Jerry Conway, who was the creator of Punisher, mm-hmm. 
there at the season premiere for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the, mm-hmm. the big premiere event. Um, it should be noted that Conway's also written episodes of Ghost Rider and created some kind of char- some characters for that. Sure. So it could just be that, you know, some of Conway's characters from his t- from his run um, or because he w- he wrote Ghost Rider at one point in his career sure. that they're going to show up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But the big speculation is that, you know, his his baby Punisher will show up. Yeah, I, th- I think that might be a little bit wishful thinking. I mean, uh, you know, it's not it's not been unheard of to have uh, people from from the movies, you know, like like Maria mm-hmm. and uh, and Nick Fury show up. But uh, we have yet to see any crossover between Netflix and ABC. And John yeah. Barenthal is a pretty pretty big name, and it, it just I, that would that would be taking them directly into the defenders territory. So and but it, I don't know because at this point, you know, it's not given that Punisher is going to show up in sure. defenders. Um, of course, you know his character uh, was kind of a surprise uh, hit mm-hmm. as far as uh, Daredevil season two went. Oh, I mean, not too much of a surprise. Based, I mean, come well, on. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at the same time, like nobody predicted that it was going to be as be huge series. as yes. it was. Yeah. And which of course led into his own series. Right. But it would be nice if we could have, we've had the tie from the MCU films into agents of shield. Mm-hmm. I want to see uh, a tie from Netflix into agents of shield. I want to, I want to know that it's all connected, not right. just, have Jeff Loeb tell me so. Right, exactly. And and that's that's certainly been an issue and there's been of course all kinds of of, of hand wringing over that, but uh but we we can hope. We can we can definitely hope and uh um hopefully hopefully things will get straightened out at Marvel so we we have more cooperation in the future. Um maybe Hillary Quinn will win and Ike Perlmutter will just have a heart attack and <laughs> Over. I'm sorry. May- I shouldn't wish that on anyone. And maybe you know, maybe I'll, I'll get a pony. I don't know. Maybe unicorns will fall out of the sky. We'll see. I'll at we'll least see. get. I'll at least get half of that. I hope half of that request uh, I, will fine with me. I I definitely would hope that as well. But but we shall see. Um, the other um, speaking of no, I'm not going to go there. Uh, speaking of people. <laughs> Let me tell yes. you. Let me tell you. The season of uh, Agents of Shield is huge. Yeah, exactly. Uh-oh. You 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 went exactly the same place I was going. Uh, but but anyway. Um, so another interesting rumor that yeah. we had. Um, and and again, this is this is largely a, a matter of uh, an actor saying that they would be up for it. But uh, a lot of people are very excited about the possibility of Red Skull coming back. Yeah, there's there's that rumor, um, and I think uh, Hugo Weaving was asked in the interview if he would come back to uh, Marvel for Infinity War, and he said, oh, yeah, sure, I'd love to, which, you know, a lot of actors will say that. Sure. Did you like working on this? Yeah, love to come back. Don't know if I'm gonna. Yeah, um, much like all the, you know, Haley Atwell and, and, you know, all the different people from Agent Carter have said, yeah, I would love to do that, but, you know... My, my usual response to that is you ask an actor, would you like a very high paying job that gives you a steady salary? And they're going to they're not uh-huh, going to say uh-huh, no. Uh-huh. I mean, Paycheck. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, this so, is a job. People got to eat. People got to eat. Right. And, you know, so the fact that 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 Hugo Weaving would like to do it uh, yeah. is is really not not any kind of proof. On the other hand, I would love to see Red Skull come back because he was he was yeah. I think he's one of the strongest villains that we've had. 
And it's certainly possible for him to come back. I mean, we know what the Tesseract does. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's basically transports people over space and time. He had to go somewhere. I mean, right. we saw the universe open up a hole above his head, mm-hmm. and he got sucked into it. Mm-hmm. He's somewhere. <laughs> right, right. And not only that, we've got we've got Thanos coming up, who's going to be collecting all of those Infinity Stones and certainly mm-hmm. looking for uh, capable minions. So. I, I don't think it's Actually, out of the question that it could happen. Well, and we can we can bring this up later about another possibly rumored character to show up this season because he would be a little bit more tied to our our special new character for this season. Indeed, indeed. But let's go ahead. Uh, let's let's talk very briefly um, about uh, ratings um, because that's something that obviously is you know that's that's the deciding factor as to whether or not we continue having Agents of Shield, and uh, of course. There was there was one very big change in terms of uh, the the timing. We went from being a nine o'clock show to being a ten o'clock show, mm-hmm. and there were lots of reasons for that discussed. Um, you know, it it certainly the the assumption that I made and that others made was that uh, ABC was trying to bury it in a in a slot that notoriously uh, does poorly, so that they would have an excuse yeah. to to axe it. But which is the, certainly uh, a reasonable assumption, given that um, you know with the changeover at ABC, right? Just about every genre show, but Shield and Once Upon a Time got axed. Exactly, and uh, and 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 so there's through so this that that was that was my assumption. The way that they spun it was, oh no, we're going to get to be darker and edgier, and we're excited about this move. So that I, was I, certainly true. <laughs> yeah, it that's and, and that's and that's true. But on the other hand, I it, it to me it sounded like you know trying to make lemonade out of lemons and and saying, well, we've got this yeah. terrible time slot, but let's make the best of it. Which you know, I mean. But- when you talk about making lemonade, um, even though the share was down from 3.7 to 3.1 from mm-hmm. last year's premiere to this year's, this one actually got much higher ratings in the 10 p.m. time slot than shows in years past at that point. Right, and so that's that's the sort of bad news, good news. The bad news being that the ratings were down from, from the premiere last season, but on the plus side, it's doing better than things usually do in that slot. So we'll yeah. we'll see how it does going forward. Um, you know, we'll be talking about it. But I think they had uh, they had a lot of really strong things, and I think they've got a a, a lot of potential coming ahead of them. Um, and uh, but we'll save that for the second half. So let's go ahead and we will take a quick break. And when we come back, we will be talking about this year's season premiere of Agents of Shield: The Ghost. I'm Drew Leiter. And I'm Cleus Jacobs. We're here to tell you about our podcast, The Earth Station DCU. Join us every week as we discuss the DC Universe. We talk everything DC, including comics, television, the cinematic universe, and so much more. We look forward to bringing you some great reviews and discussions. And don't forget, read, read more, more comics. comics. Marvel Universe. We are going to be talking about this uh, this year's season premiere of Agents of Shield, the first time in the ten o'clock time slot, and uh, and they went uh, they went a little darker than usual. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, like we were talking about, you know, they said one of the reasons for the move was to go darker. They went darker. They went about as dark as uh, as the Netflix series. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't. We didn't have anyone like dying from from being slammed in a car door seventeen times. But um. But uh, I don't know. We got we got some hooks and people. We got people getting run over. We got people getting shotgun blasts. I mean, there was, was blood and gore. It was there. There was there was certainly more uh more violence than we were used to seeing. Uh, we also, again, not that we saw anything, but uh, it makes makes you wonder if there's there's going to be a uh, special unrated uh, version where we get to see more of Ada because. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if her actress is up for that. That's but, that's uh, probably true. That's probably you true. know it's uh, it's like it you know to quote to borrow a, a British saying we're definitely past the watershed on this one. Yes. Yes. Indeed. So uh, I think we had we had a really strong start. We started out. Uh, I I figured they would they would save Ghost Rider for you yeah. know further along, and no, we get we get him right nope. from the get go. Yeah, from the very first scene, in which actually um, I was reading parodies his first appearance in the comics as well, even down mm-hmm. to the Mook shooting a uh, a rocket launcher or a rocket propelled grenade yes. at the car with. Exactly the same effect. Interesting, yeah. Well, because, it, well, yeah, that's that that was, you know, that that right from the start made me go. They're putting some money into this because, yeah, yeah. rocket propelled grenade goes uh, goes into a car, uh, blows car it up. Flips. Car <laughs> flips, goes you know way up into the air, catches fire, and then lands perfect, perfect ten point oh landing, and keeps going. <laughs> So that was that was certainly some very cool effects. Um, yes. uh, Daisy was there for that, looking yeah. looking her uh, her goth self. Um, yeah, doing her her quake thing. Exactly, doing her quake thing. Uh, my my comment when uh, when it came on was, since uh, when does Winter Soldier do Daisy's eye makeup? But uh, uh, no, but, you gotta have that smoky look. If exactly, you're gonna be, the, if the you're smoky gonna be eye. Have a badass in the in the MCU. Exactly, exactly. But but although it was funny because Chloe Bennett had posted something. What was it? Winter Soldier slash the Crow slash something else. Uh, uh, talking about Daisy, but um, but so yeah, so that was a, a pretty pretty uh, bang up way to uh, to start things off to see uh, Ghost Rider right off right out of the gate with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go to uh, we've got Mac and Coulson hanging out and uh, and uh, talking about doing some day drinking there. Um, and yeah, uh, not much to do on long flights except apparently play cards and, and drink. <laughs> and backgammon, yeah, exactly. So, um, but you know, we get a little bit of a, a sense for, um, and we get that throughout this episode of how everyone's yeah. dealing with Coulson not being in charge. Um, Max still wants to work on Lilla. Yep, and Coulson is still saying that's my baby. You can, you're not allowed to touch her, which no, makes no. which sort of begs the question of who does work on Lilla. You know, if I if, think Coulson does it himself because I think he talks about um, at one point during the show uh, he talked about um, how his dad he helped his dad restore a car yeah, just like yeah I guess so um, I I mean I, I just it just seems like if he was gonna let anybody touch it would be Mac but but anyway regardless um, we get to see uh, what May's been up to she got a cool combat scene with her training some of her new recruits. Yep. 
um, which is always cool. Um, and then uh, we find out that uh, there's, of course, the the news about Ghost Rider starts getting back to them. They find out there's you know there's something going on in uh, yeah. in L.A. Daisy and, might be connected to it. Right, and uh, and so they say, oh well, hey, we've got a good excuse. We could go check on Yo-Yo. Um, because we're supposed to check in with her. And that's, I guess that's kind of the new uh, Fitzsimmons kind of thing in terms of you want them to get together, but they can't yeah. kind of thing. Yo-Yo would, Yo-Yo would do it at the drop of a hat, but Max more like, I've got to follow the rules. Right, exactly, exactly. And she's uh, she, she was definitely uh, putting the moves on him and, and saying, hey, we need to get, get dinner, but... Uh, but Yo-Yo, not so much for following the rules, clearly. They uh, they mention the Sokovia Accords, and Mac mentions that, you know, hey, you had to sign these, and she's like, yeah, well, whatever. You know, I just I just happened to be yeah, rules, flying. Rules, rules, rules. Yep, I just happened to be flying to Central America and to Miami. No reason. I just happened to be doing it. Um, and then I was a little bit surprised to see that she is actually in contact with Daisy. Yeah, you know, that was kind of a, a flip for us, but, um, and it's kind of like she's trying to help Daisy out, and of course, mm-hmm. Mac and Colson, they're trying to as well. I mean, so much as it is or was their job to capture her, they want to do it for her benefit. Right. They want to keep her from getting killed because at this point, uh, the rest of S.H.I.E.L.D. Is, is starting to see her as a threat and somebody mm-hmm. that needs to be neutralized as opposed to somebody that needs to be, you know, captured for their own good. Um, but uh, but yeah, they mentioned the fact that she's been going after gangs, you know, yeah. the, the gang that we saw uh, last year, the Watchdogs, as well as you know anybody that they th- that she thinks is is affiliated with them. Right, and it's pretty clear that you know she takes the events of uh, last season on much, very much onto herself and right. blames herself for it, which I think could be the reason why she left and why she's going on this uh, vigilante hunt against the Watchdogs and anyone mm-hmm. that's helping them. Absolutely, because, you know, obviously I'm sure Lincoln's death really, really affected her, and, you know, all, all this, all the stuff with Hive was just, just really messed with her a lot, I think, but, but losing Lincoln, and, and just the, the level of mistrust, and, you know, knowing that, that they were, they were prepared to sacrifice Lincoln, mm-hmm. and everything, you can definitely see where she's coming from. Um, oh, yeah. And I, and I don't imagine she's going to stay separate from the team for the whole season. But at the same time, I don't think I, – I, I'm hoping they, 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 they let it go for a while because, you know, just resolving it in, like, the next episode and having her be back, back on the team is eh, not necessarily I – th- I think it's interesting seeing her out doing her own thing. Right. Um, and she is uh, she is definitely not being subtle. I, I mean, they, no. they uh, uh, powers aren't really subtle to begin with. Though. They're they're really not. But like when she goes to visit that guy in the hospital, she blows a giant hole in the wall of the hospital. I mean, well, that was to escape, but well, yeah, but that was like, they, they, like security was already on to her at that point. I I know, but that's that's you know that's that's not subtle. That's you know that's that's saying I do not care about property damage. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so she has a, an interesting um, confrontation with one of the guys that uh, that Ghost Rider had gotten a hold of in in the hospital. Um, yep. Where uh, where we get the uh, I believe this is a, a comics line about they say when the writer burns you he burns your soul and a soul can never heal. 
Yeah, the um, Ghost Rider in the comics uh, has a power that he calls uh, a penance stare. Penitent stare, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, penitent stare. Yep. That's that's it. So you know that's probably what um, what the mook is referring to, mm-hmm. and of course you know his chest immediately starts to bleed heavily, and he's clearly dying, even though um, the rider didn't touch him. Right, right, um, and uh, and and we we get to see that uh, that penitent stare later on. I'm skipping ahead, but uh, when there's the confrontation between uh, Robbie and Daisy. Um, when he basically uh, has her pretty much dead to rights, and she's saying, "Well, just just kill me," and and he, I'm forgetting exactly what the wording is, but but uh, she says, "She says, who are you to judge who gets to live and, and die?" And he says, "I'm not the one who does the judging." Uh, of course, referring, I assume, to the the spirit of vengeance. Right. Um, but uh, but apparently, she passes the test. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, when you look at it, even though she has the death wish and she blames herself for everything, mm-hmm. none of it's really her fault. Um, ultimately, you know, Ghost Rider can only kill, you know, unrepentant sinners. Right, and and certainly she isn't she isn't unrepentant, but I thought that was interesting because, you know, she does, she does have deaths, you know, that she's caused. Um, at least I, I assume so. I'm trying to think of specifically, but you know, whether whether directly or indirectly, um, you know, you you don't you don't get to be a shield agent and not get your hands dirty. Um, so I thought that that was uh, that was interesting that that she passed with flying colors. Um, but uh, but I guess that's a good sign because it wouldn't have oh, been no. much of a story. <laughs> All right. Yeah. According to this, actually, it is penance stare. Oh, okay. My bad. Um, yeah, it's um, it's it's something that started with the this the second Ghost Rider Danny Ketch, but it's its ability to cause a level of emotional pain. Mm. Um, basically, like if you've ever seen the Crow, right. whenever he transfers kind of all that death and suffering to the bad guy, mm-hmm. that's apparently what the pendant stare can do. Ah, okay. So, but in this case, I guess maybe it kind of marks you and you, you die slowly rather than quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would make sense for for why the uh, the guy was in the hospital and then immediately starts uh, starts bleeding to death. Mm-hmm. So um, so anyway, so so to get back to stuff that the uh, the team has going on, we got Colson got a new hand that yep. has cool X ray well, powers. I know. It, I think it's probably the same hand um, that we oh, saw no. before, the one that like new one that can do the shield and everything. No, Fitz actually hands him a new one ah, uh, in this episode. I'm yeah, um, yeah, he he, uh, and and Coulson even does a funny thing of taking the new hand out and clapping it together with 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 the old one, which was cute. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's got the uh, cool X-ray powers. Um, they they did a passing reference uh, to Fitz having developed an exploding pen for for Mac, which I, yeah. I really hope we get to see that at some point. You know, just don't let Alan come and get a hold of it. If you remember Goldeneye. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Took took me a second to, to make the connection, but uh, but yeah. So uh, so we get some cool new tech. Um, I guess one of the the biggest things, mm-hmm. in addition to Coulson no longer being uh the leader, is that Simmons has gotten a big promotion. Yeah, and of course nobody trusts her anymore. But that's because she basically has to report everything back to the new director, and she said she takes a daily lie detector test, so right. she can't lie about anything. So automatically anything that anyone tells her she has to relate back right 
Mm-hmm. So that that definitely puts her in an in an awkward position, right. with with not being able to uh, basically being forced to report everything. Right. But but she also uh, is is technically in in some respects higher ranking and can tell them what to do, and yeah. uh, that that really did not go over well with May. <laughs> and of course, part of the reason why why Gemma did that to begin with is um, so that she has some level of control over what happens to everyone. Yes, because we obviously see that the new director has intentionally separated them all, right. except for Fitz and Simmons. Right, um, and and I thought she she had a, a very surprising line um, where she basically said, uh, "I've been clawing for as much power as I can get, um, basically, so that so that she can you know have uh, you know keep." Keep keep things under control, and the the idea was that she wasn't doing it out of selfishness, out of wanting power for herself, but out of wanting to be able right. to keep the new director in check, basically. Um, yeah. But I just don't see that going well for her. <laughs> that I mean, seems... it's it's going to have to come to a head at some point, I think, because you you don't get to make friends being the person in charge. Right. Exactly. And and even if in some circumstances. You know, if, if, if you're a spy, if, if you're, you know, dealing with matters of life and death, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's just going to go all bad. And one of my favorite plot lines in this episode was uh, was the one dealing with uh, something they definitely don't want to tell Gemma about, which was right. Dr. Radcliffe and Fitz. And uh, Dr. Radcliffe's new experiment, uh, which is Ada, the uh, and do they they don't yeah. actually say life model decoy in this episode though, right? No, um, I mean we we got that Easter egg at the end of last season, right, right. But um, yeah, it's Mallory Jensen as Ada, mm-hmm. or at least Ada's body, right. Um, so I guess now that Galavant has been uh, canceled, we can mm-hmm. see more of her, <laughs> literally and figuratively. Um, yeah, yeah, it fits all a little bit more than he wanted to see. Yes, yeah, so that guy's such a great actor. I just thought it was so adorable. He was, he was basically going, oh, God, my eyes, my eyes. Whoa, just, whoa, 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 very yeah. much naked. Yep. Um, but uh, but, but he's, he's tremendous fun uh, to watch. Um, what, what it reminded me a lot of, I don't know if you've seen the uh, British show uh, Humans, about the basically very very much the same kind of thing of of people uh, not necessarily life model decoy uh, replicants of, of people but but right. robots who look exactly like people um, right. and a lot of the things that she had for mannerisms in terms of when she powers down and stuff seem to be uh, similar to that and you know of course that inevitably brings in the discussion of Ultron and. Apparently, right. like a- AI experimentation, which has now been banned because of Ultron. Exactly. Uh, but you know, Doctor Radcliffe says, "No, no, no, no. This isn't AI. This is this is mimicry. Mimicry. This is, exactly. You know, this basically this is basically going to be um, like a a, a, a robotic um, shield. So right. And that's it's, that, it's that's a double. It's it's something that draws fire away. Right. And, and, uh, you know, and that, that certainly, uh, you know, and and she's the one that says it would be like a shield. And, you know, while that sounds great, that that's in fact exactly what Tony had intended with Ultron. That was the, I'm going to build a shield around the world kind of thing. Tony was more like, you know, looking at a shield as the first line of defense, Mm -hmm. as opposed to Radcliffe, who's more or less using these as literal decoys. 
Yeah, but I I really got a very very Tony vibe off of Radcliffe. I mean, I I love oh, Tom yeah. Hanna as an actor, and I just I just adore everything that he does, and I love Radcliffe as a character. But then again, I'm totally Team Tony as well. So and of course, just like uh, just like Tony, Radcliffe's kind of like, well, let me experiment anyway. What's it gonna hurt? That's exactly it. Is is that he is somebody who is passionate about science for science sake. And doesn't really care necessarily about the consequences of it. He just. I think he's he a little wants... bit more aware of him now than he was uh, last season. But yeah, he'll he'll still bend the envelope when it suits his purpose. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, it, and and it's. Or push the envelope. The, yeah, the, I don't. I don't want to say that it's that it's necessarily you know naivete, but but he's just he's so freaking excited about this technology science and exactly exactly and it's you know it, it's very much the you know you, you you only asked if you if you could not if you should kind of thing yeah um and yeah. and i i there, definitely there's our our jurassic park reference for this episode exactly exactly and and i just i predict him you know he's 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 a mad scientist. He's he's exactly like, you know, with, whether it's Penny Dreadful or whether it's, you know, Age of Ultron. Th- th- there's It's just a fictional trope that scientists want to see if – they want to see if they can do it. They want to see if they can make one that works. And so I think that yeah. that's, that's going to be the – one of the the plot lines for this season is him pushing that technology to right. see just how far it can go. And you know, of course, that was a problem with Howard as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When he said he can't control himself when he gets these ideas, he has to make it. Right. He, you know, and and in his case, he ended up developing some very dangerous. I mean, that's the thing. In all of these cases, they end up developing some horribly dangerous stuff because that makes for a good story. But uh, but it's 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 funny. I, I uh, had a friend at one point that that used to always he always played fighter characters, and he's like, "Damn scholars, they're always screwing it up for everyone." <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and I and I have a whole rant about society's anti-intellectual and anti-science bent in the way that scientists are depicted. But that's that's for another time, I guess. So any any other uh, highlights that you want to touch on? From this um, well, we haven't really discussed the elephant in the room that much. Oh my God, Ghost Rider! Well, yes, yes, absolutely. And the effects oh. on him were, Ooh. oh my gosh! If you didn't I, see that video on our page, you should. Yes. Um, I mean, we, my friends and I, we were joking about um how the the costume budget has got to be very large, and, and uh, effects, yeah, you know, yeah, the effects. We were we were joking that the effects guy must be meeting in Ann Foley's office, going, "Please, Ann, can you can you buy some cheaper <laughs> things so that we can use some more of this money?" Well, apparently they're using more of that money. Yeah. Because uh, Ghost Rider looked incredible. Um, the transformation from Robbie into the Ghost Rider, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was definitely a night and day sort of character. Every way that the Ghost Rider moved was just incredible to watch. Mm-hmm. Whenever he picked up something and it burst into flames yep and uh you know another aspect i I like that uh was pointed out to me when i read on website Mm -hmm. is that robbie is kind of his own good cop bad cop that's a good point yeah you know we see him with the gang members trying to give them a chance to tell him the truth right or else the writer is going to beat it out of them right 
Right, and uh, and yeah, I think uh, I think that the 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 actor did a great job with it, and and the effects were just were just mind blowing. I, I worry on one level that they just blew the entire effects budget for the whole season. That's that's but, what my worry is. Like, how long can we have Ghost Rider? I mean, I'm sure this has got to be costing a lot. Right, absolutely, but um, or you know, it could and it, if they've got the budget for it, it could be another sign that ABC it actually does have confidence in the show. That that could certainly be the case, and and they've done a lot of things with with CGI that have just been a lot more subtle. So uh, you know, whether it's been with Hive or or with any of the other characters that they've had uh, that have had uh, freaky powers and everything, uh, they 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 have certainly done a lot of uh, effects in the past. But this is, I mean, I don't know, and and Daisy's effects were much better this this time too i thought um pretty much all of the effects were just just off the chain completely mm-hmm. so um so yeah he was very cool um and then, um we well speaking of effects our our, our ghost character for this uh, oh yes yes yeah. absolutely whatever the, was in that box that yes whatever was in the nuts. box that, that makes people think that everyone around them is a monster yeah. and uh there was uh of course none of our guys were there when it was first opened Mm-hmm. But May's team went in, and uh, they were doing the cleanup, and we saw one of the sort of ghostly figures walk past May. Um, mm-hmm. And it didn't seem to have necessarily had an effect, but then when she was sitting having a conversation with Colson, he turned all freaky evil-looking for yeah, a second. And, you know, it was, a, it was one of those things, like, when the eyes went all black, and my first thought was actually from this past season of Doctor Who. Yes, they, yes, the, uh, the, the, the under-the-lake one. yeah. Yep, definitely. And, uh, the fr- the thing that I thought of was uh, Dormammu, uh, where he has yeah. the, the same kind of cracked face and everything. Or, but, you um, know, whoever uh, Carcellus is working for, and everybody's mm-hmm. got the eyes, the cracked eyes that they do in Doctor Strange, so it's it could be a tie-in to that as well. Right, and I've I've certainly heard uh, heard rumors that there's a there's a tie between that and Doctor Strange, but I never get be, my hopes up. There needs up. to be before November. Um, and, you know, I... One of the things I thought was interesting, especially on the rewatch, mm-hmm. was when the ghost first appears to the uh, the the Asian gang gang leader, mm-hmm. and she clearly says a breath of fresh air. Yes, yes. I I'm not sure what that that refers to, but yeah, I we'll expect we'll be told about. further down the line. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, I have absolutely no idea where things are going to go uh from here on out with uh with ghost rider how that's obviously he's he's going to be somebody that shield needs to stop but on the other hand i don't think that they can stop him um and it certainly would be interesting if if he were able to turn that um that uh uh Penance stare, stare exactly uh, against uh, against their bad guys. You know, given the the amount of uh, secrecy and uh, and whatnot going on in Shield right now, that would certainly yeah. be a huge asset to Shield if he was on board with that. And Which I, is, you know, and of course, another one of the powers that we get from Ghost Rider is his his ability, or the ghost, well, at least the demon's ability to see sin in others. Because of right. course, you know, Daisy's accusing him of killing a cop and killing a teacher and he's like mm-hmm. well this is what they were actually like right that that guy was a pedophile and and that guy was yeah, yeah absolutely he was a dirty cop and... yep so so yeah i think it will it definitely is setting up an interesting parallel 
too between mm-hmm. what the people on the team do and what he does in terms of making the world a better place, a safer place, but at the same time saying what uh, what and, and and again having having Daisy kind of be the connecting tissue between those of of what lengths should you go to in order to uh, to do what's right. But um, but anywho, I guess it is time to do ratings. So uh, do we want to do Flaming Skulls? We're going to stick with Shields for this season. Let's go with the Flaming Skulls All as right. long as we've got Ghost Rider. Fair enough. So so on a scale of one to five Flaming Skulls, with one being terrible and five being best Flaming Skull ever, what? Uh, how would you place this episode, John? I'm I'm definitely giving it five. Um, mm-hmm. This was, I think, the strongest season premiere that the show has had yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everything was on point. Um, the characters, the effects, the story itself. I mean, we hit, we started with a bang, and it just went for the entire hour. I I gotta agree with you on this one. I think that that we, you know. One thing that I worry about when we've got a, a very big character coming in, because we had, we had two big new characters. Uh, we had right. we had Ghost Rider, but we also had all of Radcliffe's stuff coming in. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean Robbie Robbie isn't even the most famous version of of that character. But we still got to see his brother. We still got to see mm-hmm. you know some of his life. We got to see you know the stuff with the graffiti, and yeah. to be we able got the hint do... of why he why he is the way he is. Exactly, and to be able to. Get all of that into one episode, and have really good interactions between the main characters, and have lots of action, and have good drama and some good comedy. I, I, I really, there's, I couldn't ask for more out of an episode of Agents of Shield. I was just, just very, very pleased with it, and just fingers crossed. I hope that they can, they can keep up doing, doing great episodes like this. If they can, I think that they can definitely make a go of this later time slot. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, uh, we've got another uh, episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming out this week, of course, and we've got uh, Luke Cage, so you won't be seeing me at all next weekend because I will be <laughs> holed up watching that. But... See, I gotta, and i got to run some errands, otherwise I would spend my entire weekend indoors watching Luke Cage. Absolutely, absolutely. So we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up, and uh, we are looking forward to sharing it with you guys out there in uh, podcast land. We look forward to seeing you again on Earth Station MCU. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.